What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Something About Sports podcast. This is your host once again, Leon Edwards. Just want to thank you guys for tuning in yet again. First, I just want to go ahead and let you guys know this episode is kind of going to jump around from when it was recorded. There's a, have some technical difficulties on getting this episode out. It's been taking some days to get things figured out. It's been taking some days to recover some files and things like that. This one, just for whatever reason, they didn't want us to get it out, but I wanted to at least get something out for this. So some of it might jump around. Some of it might sound different. I'll try to edit it as, as best as I can to where you can't tell, but some of it will have a little bit of different feel to it. I just wanted to give you guys that that disclaimer, come back and record another intro and let you know that. And then also, though, with that being the case in this episode, I'll go ahead and kind of catch up on the World Series after some of the stuff that I recorded before the World Series started. So pretty much had the whole episode recorded for the World Series, had some bad files, some things um, dealing with computer issues and stuff like that. Had to recover the file, got the file back. So now I'm just re-recording an intro for you guys and I'm going to catch you guys up on the World Series, kind of compared to what I have for for predictions and things like that and storylines. And then we'll just kind of keep keep following through the World Series. And at the end, we'll have a recap. So once again, thank you guys for joining. This episode is about the World Series. Let's get to it. So the 2020 Long World Series is going to be between the Atlanta Braves and the Houston Astros. I'll kind of hop into each team, just talk about what I'm thinking about each team this year. Some different storylines and different things that I'll be watching in this series. And then I'll give a prediction. First, I want to hop into... I'll go ahead and talk about the Houston Astros, the American League representative. The Houston Astros are now in their third World Series in five years. They've been the five straight ALC. It was pretty much inevitable that they'd end up here. They just have the experience. They have the, the, the talent as well. The Houston Astros, the team I picked to be the best team in the American League this year. Not a lot of people saw it coming. They did have a down year last year. As far as the offense is concerned, they still squeaked into the playoffs, but didn't make it. Didn't make as much noise as far as on the biggest stage, but I mean, that's crazy to say, but with these Astros and the way that they've been this last half decade and even building it those few years before that, with the way that they've been trending, it's a down year to not be in the World Series. So last year they had some pitching issues, different things like that, kept them from, from achieving that goal. But the biggest storyline surrounding the Houston Astros is, is their cheating scandal. The Astros were caught at cheating, for those that don't know, uh, I'm going to make a long story short. I don't want this podcast to go too long. I just kind of want to touch on a few different things, give my prediction, and then be able to enjoy the World Series. So the the biggest storyline around the Houston Astros, they were caught cheating around their their first World Series. There was a big operation with using with using wearable devices, using using different types of cameras, different types of technology to steal signals of the other team and then alerting the batters while they were up to bat. There was just a big elaborate scheme that involved the old manager, A.J. Hinch. It involved Red Sox manager, Alex Cora. And so those two guys got suspended for a season. The, the organization got, got in trouble. The players didn't really suffer a whole lot of repercussions. And that really made a lot of baseball fans upset. And I think that that people were upset about the cheating scandal. You don't want people to to get caught having elaborate schemes, especially a team who had been as good as the Astros, was as many good players as the Astros. I mean, 
at different times throughout these last six, seven years, they had four guys within that organization that have been in conversations of MVPs, all-star games, different things like that. I mean, it was built on the backs of, of Jose Altuve, Carlos Correa, Alex Bregman, and then George Springer, who is now uh, playing for the Toronto Blue Jays. But those are all guys who have uh, performed at the highest level at different times throughout their run, been in the conversation for MVP, been in gold glove conversations, been in conversations for best players in baseball. So for them to be at that height of their, the height of their powers, I guess, so to say, and have this big elaborate cheating scandal, it kind of knocked them down a rung, I guess, in the in the eyes of a lot of baseball fans, and including me. I've I've been a big fan of of the Astros since they've been building it up with that core. I always rooted for them when they were in the American League Championship Series, and if they weren't playing against the Royals, I've always liked rooting for those guys. There, there's some some likable guys on the team. So even for me, you lose respect for them when, when you find out things like that are happening. But I think the the thing that made that that ended up making the whole situation worse was just that they weren't they weren't punished harshly by 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 baseball. They didn't have anything taken away or anything like that. And I think that's really where fans got more upset than actually the cheating scheme. I, a lot of people in baseball are, are are cheating. There, you pretty much if you're not cheating, you're not trying. It's kind of a mantra around baseball. Everybody's tr- trying to figure out a way to gain an advantage. So I don't think the cheating alone put people kind of in those in those positions where they were upset and done with this team, but then also them not getting punished. It made it seem like maybe they had something going on behind the scenes with, with Major League Baseball or different things like that, different kind of conspiracies like that popped up. And I think that made people dislike them even more. So that's a big storyline. This is a team who even since that time and since they were caught, this is this is still a team that has been winning at the highest level, still been performing. Um Still kind of just chugging along. They didn't really miss a beat. And, you know, a lot of people beg the question of why they have to cheat in the first place. It's a a question that we'll never have answered. But that'll be a reason why you see a lot of people cheering against the Astros during this World Series. A reason why people will kind of lean in the other way is the Astros manager, Dusty Baker. Um, Dusty Baker has the most wins in Major League Baseball history without a World Series. Dusty Baker actually was the very first NLCS MVP. He's known for having some different collapses with different franchises. The biggest one that people talk about is is the 2002 San Francisco Giants collapse. I can remember some different situations of him being the coach of not only Houston and having some, some tough situations and catching some tough breaks, but even during his time in Washington as well, he had tough breaks and had some tough different things there. Those are the kind of the two places I remember the most and that shaped kind of my opinion of Dusty Baker. He's a great baseball guy. He's taken five different franchises to the playoffs. Um, just one of those guys that everybody around baseball loves. And there's a lot of people that'll be happy for him. The majority of people will be rooting against the Astros as an organization, but there's a lot of people that'll be rooting for him and will be happy for him if they are able to pull this off. So you want to at least watch that for him. You hope that's a reason to be happy for the Astros if they win. The Astros this season had the best offense in the majors. This is a team who is very deep, very talented. You have, you not only have your established guys, which now the established guys, Jose Altuve, Michael Brantley, who I didn't mention before. He's not a homegrown talent, but he's a guy who's definitely an established major league player. So you got Jose Altuve, Michael Brantley, Alex Bregman, 
Carlos Correa. And then you've got the emergence of some other young guys like Kyle Tucker, Jordan Alvarez, who can both of those guys can really swing the bat. I, I think Kyle Tucker is one of the up and coming players of, in all of baseball. He's going to be a really good player when it's all said and done. And then you got your your, your anchor, Martin Maldonado, former Royal. So um, I'm very familiar with him as well. Really, really good defensive catcher. Doesn't bring as much at the plate, but when you have a lineup like the the Houston Astros have, you don't need, you, you can afford to have your catcher not be as great at the plate if he's going to be a plus for you on the defensive side of the mound, of the diamond. You, you got a lot of firepower in this lineup. And then on the other side of that, you got a really, really banged up pitcher staff. So you want to, you want to watch that. Both of these teams, there's, it's kind of been, it's kind of been a totally different look to the playoffs for both of these teams on the American League side. A lot of the teams were banged up as far as the pitching staffs were concerned and different things like that. So you were seeing a lot more run score. You were seeing a lot of higher scoring games. So the pitching didn't matter as much. It'll be interesting to see how much that matters in this series just because of the Braves have a really, really good pitching already, and they'll make it a little bit harder on these Astros bats who've already gone through a couple of dry spells throughout these playoffs. Of course, they've been able to overcome them. The experience that they're coming into this series with is just unmatched as far as in baseball right now. So you're, you're, not, you're not worried about them being able to string some hits together, string some games together to be able to win this. But it's something to watch. There's a chance that the healthier pitching staff prevails, which as far as the starting, the starters are concerned is, is way in the favor of Atlanta, which I'll talk about them here shortly. But the, th- the good thing for the Astros is that their bullpen has actually came to play in the postseason. Their bullpen has been pretty good. So that is kind of helping them along. They've been able to put some innings together, give Dusty Baker some different options and different things like that. So this is a really good team. This is a really experienced team. This is a team that has seen anything there is to see at this point between the the, the championship series and the World Series, nothing's really going to shake the core players of this team. And you know what you're going to get from them. And they're all, at some point during this series, going to have big moments. They're all going to have big hits. They're going to make good plays defensively. We got guys like Jose Altuve, who he has the tendency sometimes to, to fudge up on some ground balls, but overall is a pretty good defender. You got Carlos Correa, who's a, a plus defender and one of the best shortstops in baseball. I hate it towards free agency, which is another storyline in this, is that is he riding off in the sunset in, in his last games as an Astro? Is he going to resign? Does the, the outcome of the World Series change what that looks like, which with them allowing George Springer to walk last offseason, you got to guess it probably doesn't. I mean, George Springer's been there for a couple of World Series teams as well. Been was was in all four of the last American League Championship Series with this team, and then even when they were building in the few years before that, he was still part of that core. He was in conversations for MVPs at different points in time and things. So this is a team that just last offseason showed they're not married to the idea of keeping anybody, depending on what the contract is going to look like, and. Undoubtedly, Carlos Correa is going to get the biggest contract in baseball this offseason. So it'll be interesting to watch that, too. Could be emotional, could be add another element of that for the Astros organization, Correa himself, and then the Astros fans. So 
That'll be something fun to watch. I want to go ahead and shift over to the Braves a little bit. There may be some overlap or some things that talking about the Braves brings me back over to the Astros. But for the most part, I'm going to focus on the big storylines around the Atlanta Braves. The Atlanta Braves come into this series as an ultimate underdog. This is a team that squeaked their way by in their division. They didn't even win 90 games this year. You're coming in without one of the best players, brightest young stars in baseball, and Ronald Acuna Jr. You got Marcelo Zuna, who's out. He's having some legal issues. Ronald Acuna was lost to a, an injury earlier in the season. This is a team nobody expected to be here, and you got to tip your cap to him for, for being in the World Series. This is a Braves team that I've always liked. I've, I've been a fan of Freddie Freeman for a really, really long time. I, I just think he's a really good baseball player. I think he's a good baseball guy as well. I've been a fan of his for a long time. Dansby Swanson, when they brought him in the fold, Ozzy Albies has been there for a while. Acuna was like one of the bigger guys to drop in that in that team. But Freddie Freeman, they, I'm glad they've built something up around him to where he can be seen on this stage. That's probably the the main reason why I'm happy uh, about the Braves being here is that I, I really am a big fan of his. I've been a big fan of Freddie Freeman's for a while. So uh, this is a team who got high on the late surge, made some good moves at the trade deadline, and now here they are. The manager's been outstanding in these playoffs. He's pushing the right buttons with his team. And the, the manager, sorry, didn't say his name, Brian Snicker. He's been amazing in these playoffs. He's pushing the right buttons. The pitching rotations have been great. He's chasing runs when the opportunities present themselves, but you love to see those National League managers and kind of the strategy that they have when they're going to pinch hit the, for the pitcher spot when they're going to change pitchers, the strategy that they that they have with that without having a DH in their league. So that's another thing that's been fun to watch for him is the way that he's chased runs, the way that he's gone after scoring points and things. This is a guy who's been in the Braves organization for 40 years. He's finally getting his chance to be the manager. And now he's taking them all the way to the World Series. Safe to say he'll he'll be around that Braves organization for quite a while. Another wrinkle to his storyline, though, as far as Brian Snicker is concerned, is his son Troy is actually the hitting coach for the Houston Astros. So that's a, a great story. You can tell it's a baseball family. And all around, you're happy for their family. They get a chance to compete on this stage and they get a chance to talk about competing against one another. So that was another storyline that I thought was was pretty cool. Another story surrounding this Atlanta Braves team has been their bullpen and specifically Tyler Madze and AJ Minter. These are both guys who have some pretty crazy stories. Uh, Tyler Madze, he actually has self-admitted himself that he had the yips at one point in time. He had to pretty much rebuild all the way back up to being arguably the, the best reliever in the postseason so far. The guy has been just absolute nails. And he he's he's anchored this bullpen for the Atlanta Braves and helped them carry this team all the way into the World Series. So that's something that I thought was pretty cool. A guy who has the yips. Usually you hear about a guy having the yips and, and you may never hear about that guy again. It's it's pretty nuanced in sports to even to even say the word to describe somebody's situation just because of the effect that it has on people and the mental effect that that has on people. Because the yips is a lot more mental than physical, but it's something that you just wouldn't wish on anybody in sports. So for him to be a guy who self-proclaimed to dealing with that and to work his way back to the to, to pitching the way he's pitching now, it's pretty remarkable. And you have to tip your cap to him. So 
happy for him. AJ Minter is a guy who just a few months ago was sent down to AAA to get his stuff right. Now he's part of that that group that's anchoring this Braves bullpen. And you just love to see those types of stories. These guys who are staying with it, they probably never thought in a million years with where their team was at just a few months ago and where they were at just a few months ago. They probably never thought in a million years they'd be on this stage and now they have a chance to finish the deal. So you got to be excited about that. I've already talked about Freddie Freeman up top of this section. Freddie Freeman's He's pretty much just on a linear path to the Hall of Fame. All he has to do is just keep doing what he's doing for another four to six years. And I think he's pretty much a lock. He's the reigning National League MVP. He started the playoffs this year kind of slow. He did come along a lot in the NLCS. He's had some big moments. And he's going to continue to do that. He's a professional hitter. He's a guy who's going to be very solid at first base. You know what you're going to get from him every night. And he's going to be a leader as well for your team. So I'm excited to get a chance to watch him in the World Series. It's something that I've wanted to see for a long term. I feel like Freddie Freeman has flown under the radar as a first baseman in baseball just because Atlanta has kind of been was was kind of down when he first when he first broke into the league. They've steadily ascend ascended up the National League and they've been a little bit of a mainstay here for the last handful of years. Got a lot of good picks, guys working out and things like that. So it was good to see him on this stage. He's also in that same situation like Carlos Correa. He's a free agent after this year. I think the biggest difference between Carlos Correa and Freddie Freeman, though, is just the fact that I believe Freddie Freeman will be back in Atlanta. I don't know if that's a, if that's something that a lot of people doubt. Carlos Correa, I think, is really up in the air as far as if he'll be back or not. He's just got a big brand. He's a guy who's got a lot of name value. He's accomplished a lot in his own right. So, And he also, fell, I'm failing to mention, he also plays one of the most important positions in the sport. So he's naturally, he's going to have a big market. He's going to demand a lot of money. But... Either one of these guys could be playing their last games in their organization's uniform, and it's an organization they came up with and that they've pretty much been the faces of during their time. So I think that's also something cool to watch. You may see some emotions and different things like that. As far as the Atlanta Braves, I talked about the Houston Astros pitching being banged up. The Atlanta Braves frontline pitching is going to be really good in this series. And that's kind of been, like I said before, that's kind of been the MO, not only of the Braves, but through the playoffs for everybody. It's, it's, it's been a lot of pitching. Uh, pitching is one in these playoffs. And you got Charlie Morton, Max Fried, and Ian Anderson. Three of those guys have been lights out, not only in the postseason, but during the regular season. And, and I think we'll see all of those guys continue that trend. The Astros will have to work for everything they get offensively. And I think that that's something that, that the Braves will be excited about, especially with the Astros, how good they are in their park and, and just how good they are as far as the talent is concerned as well. They've, they've got to be pleased that they're going to have the pitching advantage. They're going to have some guys they trust to go out there and really get these guys out. So I'm excited to watch how the Astros lineup matches up with these guys. Another thing I'm excited to watch as far as the Braves are concerned the Atlanta Braves did a masterful job at the trade deadline acquiring players to help replace Marcelo Zuna and Ronald Acuna, two of the better young players in, in the major leagues right now. Ronald Acuna is arguably the best player in baseball. That's how good that kid is. And I've talked about him on the podcast before and the the major the uh, MLB needing to grow his brand and things like that. So you guys know how I feel about him. But they went out and got a handful of guys that have legitimately changed the fortunes 
of this team for this year and throughout the playoffs as well. They went out and got Eddie Rosario, who was already only signed on a one-year deal anyway. They went out and traded for him from Cleveland. I've seen a lot of Eddie Rosario as a Royals fan. See him all the time. Really, really good player. Solid player. And he went out and got Jorge Soler, who he's been de- he he was dealing with COVID and, and injuries coming into the playoffs. But he's a guy who's contributed for them as well. Adam Duvall. Adam Duvall is a really good player. He's been very solid defensively and offensively. And then Jack Peterson. Jack Tolbert started when he was back in L.A. Jack Peterson had a season for the ages, one of his first couple of years in the majors. And so he's he's built a big brand off of that. He's pretty much a home runner, strikeout hitter, but the guy has power. He has pop. He's had some big moments throughout these playoffs. So you got Jack Peterson, Eddie Rosario, NLCS MVP. That that guy was is has pretty much been a gem, if I'm not mistaken. He ended up having the most hits in a championship series ever by a player. I believe he ended up with 14 or 15 hits or something along those lines. But but for the Braves to not give up on the team, I think mentally it probably did a lot more for the team than even just adding these guys could have ever done. After losing the talents that they lost in their lineup, a lot of the guys probably were ready to mail it in for a team that already was could have easily fallen out of the hunt with the bad stretch of games. But these guys saw that the organization still believed in them. They still thought they could win a World Series. And they went out and added talent, and it rejuvenated this team. And they chased down the Philadelphia Phillies to finish the season and sneak into the playoffs, and here they are. So you, you got to tip your cap to that. Those guys have been absolutely outstanding additions. One of the best moves that was made in baseball this season. So excited to watch those guys as well. And then the last thing I want to talk about for the Atlanta Braves is just the home runs. These guys have hit a lot of home runs over the, the course of the playoffs. That was something that with the pitching me and what it was throughout the National League playoffs, a lot of teams, they were pretty much just scoring on home runs. Uh, I, I'm almost certain that the Braves scored more more runs off of home runs against the in their in their National League Championship Series against the L.A. Dodgers than they did any other way. This team hit a lot of home runs. They, you know, got after a lot of pitchers and let that carry them. So you you gotta you gotta watch out for that, especially with the way Houston's pitching staff is banged up. You gotta really watch out for these guys just bombing away and killing you in the home run. So that's something you want to watch there. Hopefully that's a good synopsis on both teams. I didn't want to dive too, too far in. But as far as a prediction for this series, I think the Astros are just too experienced. I think they got too much talent. And I just think that that's going to shine through. Dusty Baker finally gets his championship. And I think, so the the picking the number of games is the tougher part for me because the fan in me wants it to go seven. The fan in me, want, the fan in me wants us to say Astros in seven. But I think the analyst in me, I think the analyst in me wants to say Astros at six. So I'll be happy if this goes goes to seven. I think it'll be over at six. And I think the Houston Astros will win their second World Series title in the last five years. And I think that'll be something that probably starts to raise that question about are they sneaking back towards legitimacy? I think this is. This is what a lot of people said. It's like the only way you're going to make people be quiet is if you go out and win another World Series. They're on the verge of doing that. 
we'll see what that does to, to change the narrative around them. All right, guys. So I said I wanted to just kind of give a quick little catch up on the World Series. So World Series currently tied 1-1. By the time you guys hear this, another one team will be up 2-1 by the time you guys hear this. But you pretty much have had one game from each team where the offense showed up early and just kind of carried them through the rest of the game. The Braves won game one. The Astros won game two. You're seeing what you want to see out of a World Series. Pitchers are bringing it. Hitters are making timely plays. The stars are are making star plays. You're getting exactly what you want to see out of a World Series. I'm excited to see this one finish up. There's been a lot of a lot of storylines building and things like that as well. Excited to see this one finish up. Still keeping my prediction. Hope this series goes seven. Think it'll go six. Thank you guys so much for hanging in there with me. You know where to find me as far as socials are concerned. SA Sports underscore podcast on Instagram. SA Sports 913 on Twitter. Something about sports podcasts on YouTube. And SA Sports 913 at gmail.com is my email address if you guys want to reach out to me. I appreciate you guys for listening. Thank you guys for continuing to tune in. And um, I'll be coming with some more content very, very soon. And until next time.